A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. 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 Ish. What just happened? Hey guys, welcome back. This is Swiftish and I am Shelby. And you guessed it, I'm Ashley. Yes. I I read this comment that said we sound too much alike and we don't they don't know how to differentiate between our voices. So I wonder how long they've been listening because Everyone knows I listen to my favorite um, murder. I listen to Crime Junkie. Mm-hmm. And then at the beginning, when you listen to two females on a podcast, you can't, unless they have like really distinct voices, yeah. it's hard to tell them apart. So if you keep yeah. on listening. Right, 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 right. Ashley, if you really care. <laughs> Ashley says like a lot and like drones off. And Shelby, and Shelby giggles too much. Yeah, giggles too much. Yeah. <laughs> We've gotten that review. <laughs> there I go again. Can't I have, be helped. I have a silent laugh. Like when yeah, I yeah. laugh, like most of the time, if you watch this, I'm just kind of like. Ah, ah, ah. So. <laughs> yeah, you need to watch it to really <laughs> appreciate the nuance. So that's another push for joining our Patreon so you can see these recordings instead mm-hmm. of just listen. Then yes. you will have no problem knowing who each of us are. And that, um, that so would only win-win. help, yes. <laughs> um, but no, it's been a big week, um, a pretty sad week starting yeah. things off. Um, Taylor went to Rio, which I thought the biggest news would be that they put the Jewel, Junior Jewels t-shirt onto the Christus, yeah. <laughs> which I'm sure that Taylor Swift reporter would have some thoughts on that basic look, but... <laughs> <laughs> Or the blasphemy of it all. Yeah, the blasphemy of it all. One or the other. But um, it turned out there was a big heat wave and a ton of fans were fainting in the venue. Temperatures reached up to like 120, I think, while like in the venue. And then it felt like 140 Fahrenheit to people in Rio. Humidity. When I looked looked at the weather in Rio – it was like 60% humidity. So imagine just the sweltering heat of it with the humidity. We both lived in Texas. We we can kind of get that. But the venue didn't do anything to help it. Let's start off. So fans, a lot of people had general admission tickets. Well, the whole thing is general admission, which is wild to me. There were some seats. The whole floor. Yeah, yeah. 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 So there were seats. general admission. So, and it's just like, and they, they sold a lot of tickets for general admission and mm-hmm. people were just like sardined in. People waited hours before in this heat to get in, to get the best possible seat. They, yeah. from what it sounds like, they had these metal coverings on the ground. They covered mm. the grass. So there was metal right. coverings on the grass, on the floor. So imagine the sun oh, coming yeah. in because it's an open arena. The sun coming in, shining on that. So people who fell, some people fell down and got third degree burns oh on their legs where their rivets were. Yeah. I looked at, oh, that just looked, it looked insane. And then prices of water in there were outrageous not everybody could afford it or not everybody could go get it because they didn't want to lose their spot where they were so if you could get water you didn't want to give get your spot up yeah and and this this wasn't a shock to people in the states because they don't let people do this in the states but people couldn't bring water into the venue and and so like it was just like this this cluster 
mm-hmm. of so much stuff. And when I Taylor Swift posted about what happened, mm-hmm. not you know, of course, not just the heat wave, but Taylor Swift posted. Um, did you want to read that? Yeah. So a fan died. Yeah. Um, she fainted during the show, went to get help, was sent to a hospital and died later that night. And so mm-hmm. um, this was her first night in Rio. Taylor stopped the show multiple times or like pointed out people who needed water in the audience multiple times. So mm-hmm. it was and she was clearly like, you know, she looked overexerted and like very red and, and breathless. So it seemed like a rough night. But then, yeah, the news broke that the fan had passed away and Taylor released a statement on her Instagram stories that was like, can't believe I'm writing these words. It's with a shattered heart that I say we lost a fan earlier tonight before my show. I can't even tell you how devastated I am by this. There's very little information I have other than the fact that she was so incredibly beautiful and far too young. I'm not going to be able to speak about this from stage because I feel overwhelmed by grief when I even try to talk about it. I want to say now I feel this loss deeply and my broken heart goes out to her family and friends. This is the last thing I ever thought would happen when we decided to bring this tour to Brazil. Mm-hmm. And Which is, I, I think, a, a great statement and also yeah. a good reminder of, like, the difference in artists and, like, you know, like, thinking about – like, there's not there's not really a comparison to, like, other tra- – like, Travis Scott, for instance, the Astroworld disaster yeah. where it was, like, the crowd was being incited. There was total disregard for life from the artist and the venue itself. This was, like, a freak accident and she – I think was right to acknowledge it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it would be hard to be the artist who has someone like die on their show, like die at their show. And so I'm sure it did affect her a lot. Um, And I think it's also a further proof that she's very, she's very good at what she does. And I don't mean this in a callous way. I, I think of it more as a fascinating proof that good PR is possible like everyone's like oh if you say the wrong thing you'll always say the wrong thing like no one's ever happy but I think this letter is a good point of how to like address a situation Mm -hmm. like she doesn't take any responsibility like she clearly knows how to dance the legal line or the like you know liability line but it doesn't feel gross it feels very earnest she does her like handwritten 1989 font and so it feels it feels much more personal than some other statements that could have been crafted around Mm -hmm. a tragedy like this. Like it's clever or it's impressive how she's like, I'm not going to talk about this on stage. I'm not going to make this a thing. And part of that could be, you know, legally you shouldn't, but also because it's like she has a job to do. Mm -hmm. And I think addressing it this way allowed her to protect her space, protect her brand, protect her, you know, heart but also like remind people that this isn't going to be something she's going to keep addressing going forward Mm -hmm. yeah and you know a thousand i've read that like a thousand other around a thousand other people were fainting because of the heat someone on twitter said that you know they were way far back because of how many people they had left or were fainting they were they like were on the barricade (laughs) but there were so many things wrong in the situation where you know from like the lack of water to people trying to leave because they weren't feeling good and they had blocked out exit. So like mm. people couldn't leave through there. They didn't want fans who didn't get tickets watching the show. Right. So even though this was an open air stadium, they, it seemed like they had, if you look at photos, they had blocked off all of the vents 
so mm. that people from the outside couldn't look in and see the show. Yeah. And it's just, it, it's really sad. She did cancel the next show that was supposed to be on Saturday because of the heat, because she wanted everyone to be safe. And then Sunday was a rain show. And for one of her surprise songs, she ended up singing Bigger Than the Whole Sky. She didn't yeah. address why she's saying it, but I think we all can read in between the lines of why she's singing yeah. that song. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a good, it was a good choice. A beautiful song. I mean, we've mm-hmm. talked about how like powerful it is. And I think especially in the context, it was really sad. Um, and yeah, it doesn't like, again, it's not like a liability issue. It's just mm-hmm. a human issue. It's just sad. It's sad for um, the fans, family, Anna Clara and all of them who have to like reel from that and it's just like yeah it's really just sad and Rio has been (laughs) probably not a good time for her Mm -hmm. not only for that um it extended her trip she didn't go to the Eagles you know jet Chiefs game she lost a heel like (laughs) it hasn't she had to play me like she's scraping the bottom of the barrel here yeah yeah and I know it feels so trivial to talk about this but you know people were really excited for that Monday night football game because there were all these rumors that the two parents were going to meet like officially meet if they haven't already but it was going to be public and then some people are saying you know the reason why the Chiefs lost was because his, <laughs> his bejeweled lady was not there to root uh, him on. Yeah. Yeah. Tough time to be Travis. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, that was the other big story this week is, well, Travis Kelsey came up twice. Early in the week, a bunch of his old tweets were <laughs> brought to light, which is yeah. just like hilarious that celebrities do not just delete their old tweets I just it's like if I got famous like even now I like literally am like paranoid about it I'm like I need to close my Facebook I I don't know what embarrassing thing I said but I don't ever want it brought up again um but yeah he had some tweets come up most of which I saw at first were like lol he's so goofy so funny golden retriever energy like they had the same sort of sense of humor it was like he can't I just fed a squirrel a a bread like lol like he can't spell like it was all like oh my gosh this goofball is perfect for our yeah. queen taylor from a, a 20 to 21 year old mind <laughs> just male jock, boys yeah. you know jock who's going to practice and football and eating at chipotle and taco bell yeah yeah, yeah but um there were also some less good tweets which mm-hmm. i feel like got buried and i'm curious well, about that well so which was interesting because, you know, we were texting back and forth about this. And then I was, you know, just, I wanted to look out of them all last night. And it was it was buried. It was severely buried. Like even Jimmy Fallon had done. I don't know if you watched it, but oh, he really? did. He composed a song with with his with um, his composer, his the person who sings songs. Yeah, yeah. I don't during a skit. And in before he introduced it, he's like, oh, a bunch of, of Travis's tweets came up and they were all wholesome kind of like saying they were all good like you know he's such a good guy and then you know they made a song out of it and it was funny but I you know I've only seen a, a few people a few outlets really report on this and yeah and, and we texted back and forth about it about like your mindset because I want to see what you thought about it but one of the tweets was in 2010 as a man you have something wrong with you if you're going for girls that weigh more than you exclamation point exclamation point yeah. Well, that's one of them. I'm, I think there were like a handful. Some of them. Oh, yeah. There were there like six. 
There were yeah. some that were photoshopped, but there were about six that were you know, people went back and they're like, "Yes, I can find that on his timeline." Which, like you oh, said, interesting. Yeah, I am shocked that first <laughs> off, if you're going like, dating Taylor one hundred and one, yeah, <laughs> you know that Did you learn nothing from Maddie Healy. All your tweets are going to be resurfaced. So, but, like, I'm surprised that Tree wasn't like, "Hey, Travis." Let's yeah, go through your Twitter account and let's yeah, delete a quick search for what, some keywords. Yes, what 20, 21-year-old Travis yeah. thought of women and may also <laughs> still think of women, but we don't want people to know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, because was the R word one photoshopped or was that a real one? I didn't see that one. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's it's not surprising is kind of my general feeling. And sure, I believe in grace and I believe in people changing and all of that. But it's also like, if you cause harm, you need to repair. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was, there's a lot of fat phobia, a lot of misogyny, all of that. And it's like, yeah, in the grand scheme of everyone sucks bar, he's not like skirting all the way up to like, I don't know, just horrific, like visceral you will never overcome this type of thing. But it was funny that there was so much attention and press given to these like, you know, starry-eyed, like bushy-tailed wow. kind of cheesy. <laughs> not shocking not though. The, yeah, yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not surprised because I'm sure they wanted to bury that lead and people yeah. were just kind of like. It's cute. Oh, it's a cute yeah. story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it's like everyone's complicated, right? We're all learning and growing. And he is a very... By all accounts, simple man and the self-proclaimed uh, man of few words. So, mm-hmm. or or limited words. Um, I mean, not so limited because <laughs> yeah. he did do an interview about Taylor's. It was the interview was all about Taylor Swift. It was on the Wall Street Journal, I believe, right? WSJ. Yeah. Well, yeah. I saw he did a he had a profile piece about him, but a lot yes. of it was about Taylor. Yeah. But but the whole ta- but I saw but it was all. The title was about Taylor, though. Oh, I don't know. I I didn't. Okay. Because the whole title was something, was like about dating Taylor. It might have been like, yeah, I don't know how it happened. He did a, he did a full profile, which was about Travis Kelsey and everything, but I'm sure that they grabbed this juiciest bit as a title for sure. Okay. he does tell a lot about it. Yeah. And I had a lot of friends who were like, oh, like, it's so great that he's opening up about it. He feels like he can talk about it. Do you think Taylor knew? Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yes, of course Taylor knew yeah. that he was going to be interviewed about her and talk about her. He would not be on, he would not be profiled. He would not be on the cover yeah. of this magazine if it weren't for Taylor. And I, I, I'm sorry, football fans. <laughs> Yes, yes. (laughs) Travis Kelsey was famous before Taylor Swift. We know this. But we also know the supreme effect of Taylor Swift. (laughs) So, of course, they knew. I'm sure they ran the questions by Travis, and Travis was like, yo, Taylor, it okay? Or it's more that it's like like how Joe had his policy where he's like, even if something happened, I wouldn't tell you. And like Tom Hiddleston is like, oh, how do I, how do I say this? Like they all have their different relationship with the press. Travis has always been more like open and he's had public relationships before, but yeah, like there's clearly an understanding between Taylor and Travis and their willingness to engage with the media at this point, not Mm -hmm. only in how they've been public in their relationship, but also in kind of the way he's been 
explaining how he'll talk about it on his podcast where he's like, it's my life. I'll share it, but not like the details. But I think that's what's fascinating is like his version of no details is so above and beyond what we've ever gotten from any of our other partners ever before in the universe of Taylor Swift. (laughs) Definitely. And let me correct the title, the official title, the Royal Wall Street Journal is how Travis Kelsey manifested the best year of his life. There was another title that I saw that was probably like a, like a, like bluff, a repost, like thing, a repost yeah. of it, but still the best year of yeah. his life. Why is it the best year of his life? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I read the whole thing. I mean, it's like I said, like he wasn't on my radar at all. Didn't know his name. And mm-hmm. I recognize that that's a me thing, not a general public thing. We didn't watch the Super Bowl last yeah, year. Yeah. I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I did not care. I was like, yeah, whatever. And so it was like interesting reading. It's funny because I do think that her that Taylor and Travis make sense together. Mm-hmm. But mine is less, oh my gosh, they're so gushy, like goofy, goofy weirdos together. And it's more like, these guys are both like really good at presenting the yeah. like, he's like, oh, I'm a family guy. Like family means more. And I believe him. Like I'm not saying that behind the curtain, he's actually an evil, like nefarious diva. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that, but I'm saying that they know how to play to the media and they're both very good at being so like personable and likable while also maintaining like a control over the narrative. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it was fascinating to read him like talk about it. And I, I think he sounds like a fun yeah. guy. Like I don't want it to sound like I'm shitting on him or like saying that they're both conniving little creeps. I just mean it makes sense to me how they're both successful in their own ways like Travis Mm -hmm. makes a point of being like I'm not the best paid because I like lord knows I don't know how to like negotiate or whatever but it's like but you are like one of the more financially astute ones because you have all these like other income like you've marketed you you've been able to brand your like your priorities like him and Taylor both have these really strong I don't know if it's like a moral certitude or something but like they have their values and they, yeah, and it's they interesting. Those. Yeah, and it's interesting because they're both what it seems like based off of these family values, like these wholesome family values. Family values, you know that, pe- yeah. that you know we can relate to that we're we're rooting for <laughs> them because because of all of this. And I think yeah. I think his family is also benefiting from it too. Um, you know, with with all I've seen so many profile pieces on. Jason Kelsey's wife like it's just so interesting yeah. how much maybe it's just because I'm you know my phone's like Taylor Swift we're anything to do Taylor in. Swift yeah. <laughs> very tuned in and they were both very like we had said financially successful in their field it's just that you know they're getting a little more umph behind yeah them. yeah and he like made sure to like highlight that Donna's response on the view was just a miscalculation on how to not be like over the top, but that Donna's really happy for him. Donna really mm-hmm. likes her. Um, and then, I like Donna. I mean, yeah. <laughs> now that like now that the Kelseys are all over my feed, they, at the Eagles Chiefs game, she was serving to the masses, raising canes to some oh, people. Yeah. Like, I just thought yeah. that was just so cute, and I was like, oh, I love her so much. Yeah, yeah. No, they're all like, and and like, I think. Travis was really complimentary to Taylor in a way that goes beyond like, 
oh, I mean, what can you say? She's a star. It was like, Mm -hmm. he was like, yeah, she's honestly hilarious. And I think about that interview where Taylor was like, no, I'm not cool, but I'm, I want to be known for other things. I'm smart. I'm funny. I think, and I think that's like- he said that. He said she was funny, you know. He read that article. Yeah. He was like, I'm ready. (laughs) But it's like, yeah, proof that, you know, the bar is so low, but it's Mm -hmm. nice when a man can acknowledge more than just like, other people think she's cool and she's hot. Like, it's like he obviously values something about her. <laughs> well, she's also lighter than him, too. So. Yeah, and and she doesn't weigh more than him. So thank the Lord. Um, <laughs> and I did like his approach to her level of fame, which, again, showed this sort of, like, he's been around people who are famous. So, like, mm-hmm. he's not as, like, shocked probably by it all. Like, he talks about how... Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, he said, obviously, I've never dated anyone with that kind of level around them. But at the same time, I'm not running away from any of it. The scrutiny she gets, like how she's always being watched. And yet she's still just living, enjoying life. When she acts like that, I better not be the one acting all strange. Mm-hmm. Which I was mm. like, yes, exactly, sir. Like, it's literally that simple. It's like, don't be afraid that she's managing to be as normal as she can be with this level of scrutiny. So you can't like let that bother you more than it does her. Yeah. Do you think that, so I remember like her and Calvin weren't, they didn't hide their relationship. They talked about each other. Oh yeah. They were posting on social media. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, do you think that like her level of fame is why it's so out there right now? Or like, you know, because obviously she wasn't hiding Calvin. Calvin wasn't hiding her. But all we see now is just like the two of them. Is it because of his level of fame, her level of fame, or just a different time period? I mean, she's definitely much more famous. So yeah. there's that. And then on top of it, she's old enough that it's like these relationships are taken seriously probably more than when <laughs> she was 24. Yeah. And people yeah. are like, this girl just runs through men um because I remember with the Calvin Harris stuff they weren't like talking about each other in the press per se like she was sharing a lot on her personal Instagram and stuff but it wasn't like I mean Calvin Harris famously was like oh I'd never work with her like well I'd like to keep my love whatever and so it's like you'd see some of their inner life from their PO POV but it wasn't like I think the only thing she really dressed yeah the only thing she really ever said about Calvin, I can remember, besides thanking him in one of her speeches. And I'd like to thank my boyfriend, Adam, for that. Yes. Seared into my was, mind. She, she, she said, oh, my boyfriend planted this olive tree yes. for me. Literally the same. Yeah. That's what stuck <laughs> with me, too. It's yeah. like she wouldn't even name him in that. She's like, the greatest gift I've ever gotten, um, my boyfriend. It was like, it was so, yeah, I remember that, yeah. too. Um, she, so, yeah. she hasn't talked about Travis Correct. in the media. He has. So mm-hmm. we'll see like where this goes. I feel like a lot of people are, you know, they're, they're either taking the view lifestyle. I think of Joy Burner. I don't remember. I don't know how to say her last name where this is going to run hot and fast. Just like, you know, <laughs> it, it, it can't last. She's a hater. <laughs> she's a hater. She thinks that he should, she should, uh, she thinks he's an idiot <laughs> and Taylor should uh, upgrade. But then we also have these people who are like their end game. They're gonna yeah, have they're gonna babies. have a baby by next Christmas. Yeah. So yeah. there's these all these rumors coming out that like Taylor Taylor is going to get married. They're gonna get you know engaged. This is Dumois, which a lot of people are saying this is Delulu. 
that they're going to be engaged by Christmas. She's expecting an engagement by her birthday, if not New Year's, and that her plan is after, I think, the tour, she's going to get pregnant and have kids. Right away. (laughs) I am just very annoyed at that because it's like, okay, yeah, maybe that's what she wants. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's what she does want to do. Who knows? But just to you know, just be like, oh yeah, you know, that 1950 shit, you know, she, yeah. all she wants out of life is, is to retire and have babies and kids. Yeah. And but heaven exhausting. forbid you think she ever wrote a song about someone she shared a coffee with. I mean, yeah, it's mm-hmm. weird. Like you and I talked about it. I think the, I think the obsession over the, like, writing of her future is weirder than mm-hmm. than like talking about her current status or like her past yeah. like things that have happened you know mm-hmm. whereas like making up this like rumor is theory is like I believe and it's like well yeah these are all things that could happen like yeah they're in the realm of possibilities but it's mm-hmm. like weird to speculate on that because it's like I don't know. It's like, okay, like what? Yeah, she might get married. Like, what do you, I I don't know. Like, is that an interesting thing to talk about? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's like they could go either way. And I feel like Taylor doesn't really do interviews anymore or like, you know, talk to the media in the same way. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if we'll ever get like her side of the story, except the way she brings him into her music or the way she references him on stage, like that sort of thing. Like obviously- they go out together yeah. in public <laughs> yeah, yeah. or what she allows friends to say about yeah. her because we do get comments, you know, Cara Delevingne said that, you know, Taylor's so happy. All these other yeah. people are saying, saying, saying. Yeah. Like I'm sure the media reaches out to her friends and she's like, hey, can I comment? Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I think Travis is doing a good job of handling that like mm-hmm. expectation right now of being the voice, not for Taylor, but like, allowing the public to have their little tasty morsels of like they mm-hmm. got wine drunk and sang teenage dirt bag together <laughs> yeah. um, around a fire yeah around a fire with friends and like it reminds me a lot of like how when she was talking about out of the woods she's like yeah I put in that detail about the 20 stitches to prove that like you don't know everything that happens like there's still mm-hmm. things that happen to me big things that happen that you don't know mm-hmm. and I think those sort of feedings that you know she knows how to keep the hand that feeds her happy type thing, you know? And I think this was a fun article and like proof that there's a way to navigate this very high profile relationship without it feeling like, I don't know. I appreciated the balance to it because it wasn't like, it wasn't like Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton Shelton just like, Mm -hmm. or like even like Chrissy Teigen and John Legend or someone like, um, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith, where it's like, sir, this is too much. Like, I'm yeah. fine. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, but it's like they know they're the it couple. They know people want stuff. He, like, tells a story about how it finally happened, but he doesn't, like, name names. He's like, yeah, I, I had someone in my ring, man, someone who, like, stood up for me and was like, yo, did you see this? And then she texted me and told me, like, hey, this is what's happening. Like, are you ready to, like, do dinner or whatever? Mm-hmm. And, like, I think that's that was fun. That was funny without it feeling, like, overly polished and, like, oh, my gosh, we're just like everyone else, like, mm-hmm. you know, type vibes. So I, I enjoyed the article. Yeah. I appreciate his media training. <laughs> yes. And he has more to come. He did acknowledge yeah. – 
that he has that to learn from Taylor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that the Reputation Stadium Tour video is leaving Netflix? <gasps> You're leaving Netflix. I know. I mean, first of all, this is just another rant I could go on about like how streaming has destroyed media because it's like there's no tangible copy of that movie anywhere unless you like ripped it or whatever. But it's like, I can't buy that and own it for my children to like yeah. witness later. But it's just like wild that it was a Netflix original and they're just announcing that it'll be leaving streaming December 30th. Um, That's ridiculous. I didn't know that. Yeah. Some people oh. theorize it's because she technically owns this. I don't know, the licensing or whatever. And so if she's selling the Eras Tour video to another streaming service, she mm -hmm. might just piggyback that one on as well. I think um, that's smart. But I also just find it strange if it's like in Netflix property how that got detangled. But mm -hmm. it's gone for now. We'll see if it's gone for good or it will be gone for now. We don't know if it's gone for good. Um, just, you know, maybe one of Penny's core memories will be watching that. So make her watch out for the next I know. I'm month. like, this is what we're doing. <laughs> Forget little bear. It's this or nothing. <laughs> That's so Anyways. Um, any other news? Oh, they're, the Kelseys and the Swifts are supposedly spending Thanksgiving together. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not shocked by that. That'll be. I know. What it. What? We'll, we'll find out. We'll Girlfriend find out. going to a holiday with her boyfriend? Who knew? Stop what? the presses. Yeah, I'm sure we'll hear more about it on the podcast. <laughs> I don't listen to the podcast. I just see snippets. And then maybe there'll be a song about it. Yeah. <laughs> she hasn't done a Thanksgiving song, huh? This could be yeah. a moment. Tay giving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it'll be. <laughs> Oh, she and Donna can bake cookies together and hand them out at the next oh, the Super Bowl. That's um, but yeah, that's all the news I had. Yeah, uh, should we all... get into this song? Let's get into it. It's your week. It's my week. I chose Now That We Don't Talk, which is obviously another 1989 vault track. Mm -hmm. um, her shortest song in her repertoire. Very even, short. Even with It's Nice to Have a Friend right there. I... <laughs> It, she, as she says, it's short, but it packs a punch. And I agree with that because mm -hmm. I wouldn't have ever pegged this as her shortest song. Because um, how long is like Champagne Problems? Well, I guess Champagne Problems has the longer outro intro. Mm -hmm. Least wordy song probably. But yeah, no, now that we don't talk, um, it debuted at number two. It's maintained a level of popularity like with TikTok trends and whatnot. Um, it was one of yours and my favorites mm -hmm. I believe of the five yeah. and I'm excited to get into it I mean yeah <laughs> what did she say on the the voice memo oh so she was saying that it was one where they couldn't figure out the production at the time so they ended up just leaving it and now they're glad they got to go back and really nail that production and that also it's her shortest song but it packs a punch mm -hmm. um so she doesn't really hint at any reasoning to it it's not because it was similar to others it was just they couldn't figure it out and wait this isn't the one with donna summers right that's, that's what the, i was just thinking thinking no i think I, that's I would say that's the, say uh, don't go I think yeah, yeah, say yeah, don't yeah. Go. yeah 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 because this one's just jack and taylor as writers and producers mm -hmm. um and yeah we can get into it and talk yeah. about the lore around it and whatnot this song is 
has been stuck in my head. So yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe it'll be a, a it'll purge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. First verse. You went to a party. I heard from everybody. You part the crowd like the Red Sea. Don't even get me started. Did you get anxious though on the way home? I guess I'll never ever know now that we don't talk. Now that we don't talk. I didn't really like bother to dig into like exact references this is making because mm-hmm. I think it's clearly a Harry Styles adjacent song just from what comes next Mm -hmm. i think i don't know if there's an actual party she's referencing or something so what what some people are surmising my new taylor swift word that i'm using (laughs) thank you taylor is that this was right after she left him on the boat Mm -hmm. i think after he was there were photos of him with with fans or with girls he had gone Mm -hmm. to a party and you know they had just broken up and some people are thinking that, like, did you get anxious on the way home? You were at this party. You're making everyone, you know, laugh. You were, you were, you know, parting crowds because everyone was so excited to see you. They were so shocked. But on the way home, did it hit you? Were you anxious that we had parted ways? You know, I, I guess I'll never know because we don't talk. So that's what some yeah. people are thinking. Yeah, and I like this song because it does feel more generalized, like even in its specificity, it just captures that like really relatable feeling of being like, like, I don't know, I think a lot about that, like my Roman Empire trend and how men are like, I think about the Roman Empire every day (laughs) and women are like, what's mine? I think about my ex-best friend or like this, this person I never got closure from or this like, Mm -hmm. you know, these people that linger because you don't talk anymore. And I think that's like a really relatable human experience, whether or not you're in a whole high profile love relationship. Um, And so this idea of like, you're going to always hear about this person probably because you run in the same circles. That's how you met type thing. Like no one's Mm -hmm. completely isolated. And so I think that's so relatable that tension of wanting to know about someone you wish you could forget you know mm-hmm. and also like this person's splashed out on the mm-hmm. on the media all the time so you're seeing all these highlights of what everyone else is seeing and you're like but wait I used to know what really happened behind the scenes you know those little details 20 stitches like I know they don't know mm-hmm. like there's so much stuff about you that I don't know anymore yeah yeah well and that's why like you part the crowd like the Red Sea, don't even get me started, is like, I honestly, I love like 1919 because it was like, she's just so biting and like exacting in her, like everything up to that. Like she just knows how to just twist the knife a little bit. And I think mm-hmm. that's like, that's such a fun moment where it's like, oh, it aggravates me that this guy he does have this effect and like that might have been a tension during their relationship. That might have been what made her fall for him. That might have been something she liked and now loathes about him. And it's just like, don't even get me started. Like I just, Mm -hmm. it's like so complicated if it's a positive thing, if it's an annoyance, if it's a regret, like it's just, you can feel her sort of like eye roll. And it reminds me a lot of the, I bet you think about me vault track, Mm -hmm. which again, is someone trying to get over someone by just deciding that they are better off without them. And this is like that prequel where she's really in it being like, I guess I've got to figure this out now that we don't talk. Mm-hmm. And so she jumps. 
She jumps immediately to verse two where she says, you grew your hair long, you got new icons, and from the outside, it looks like you're trying lives on. I miss the old ways. You didn't have to change, but I guess I don't have a say now that we don't talk. Now that we don't talk. (laughs) I mean, I think this one, people are like, Harry Styles started growing his hair long Mm -hmm. right after 2013, moved away from that boyish look. Um, It looks, from the outside, it looks like you're trying lives on. Like, I just... I really love this verse because it feels so acidic and pointed and like she's just able to undress him perfectly where it's like, I I don't know. There's something like so sly and it's like disgust for this person. Like Mm -hmm. you're trying to move on. Like you're trying, wow, look at you. Bless your heart. You know, it's like, oh, you got a Phoenix tattoo on your back. Like good for you, sir. (laughs) It's it's very interesting that that's what she's kind of what she's digging at with him. Like, you know, you grew your hair long, you changed the way you look, you changed everything. When in this album, that's exactly what she's doing. <laughs> she cut her hair. She has new music. Like she, so you you cut you cut your hair short. You got new icons, got new icons <laughs> and from the outside, it looks like you're trying. Like she could be singing about herself right here. Yeah. Is, is you the know, person very, in the room yeah which is very interesting because sometimes what annoys you about other people is what annoys you about yourself but also she doesn't know the story behind why he's growing his his hair yeah. long why he switched his his music style like she yeah. doesn't know the, that story behind it or the reasoning behind it which can also just be irksome to her because she's yeah. like oh i want to know like what's the like i i used to know you would tell me everything but now I don't know because we don't talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels very like like people have said this is a sister tra- sister track to question um, off of Midnight's because mm-hmm. uh, it has that same sort of acerbic like like the like the angstiness, but also the heartbreak at it. Like she is kind of vacillating between wishing it wasn't true and then also like sticking the middle finger up to him for how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, yeah, it is ironic that she's like, I miss the old ways you didn't have to change. But I guess I don't have a say. And it's like this needing to come to terms with something that you can't accept. And I just think, yeah, that's probably been Taylor Swift's whole life with herself is like, is this healthy what I'm doing? <laughs> but she can't mm-hmm. like see it necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's funny. We should t- ask her about that next time we have the chance. Yeah, um, Taylor. <laughs> Email us, swiftpodcast at gmail.com. The call is coming from inside the house. But the chorus (laughs) is the part that gets stuck in my head. I love it, but I'll try to read it normal. You can do it it. the way you want. (laughs) I'll try to read it like poetry, okay? I call my mom. She said that it was for the best. Remind myself the more I gave, you'd want me less. I cannot be your friend, so I pay the price of what I lost and what it cost now that we don't talk. I like like the chorus a lot. (laughs) I can imagine why this song was hard to produce because – it it is like a very different sound and and not just in how she plays with it because obviously she's played with different sounds from like I did something bad to like you know anything like we are never ever getting back like she's obviously someone who can stretch herself Mm -hmm. and like play around but there is something to this song that never lets up like there's no real 
even the bridge, which we'll get to, is actually just like an outro and it just ends abruptly and it does feel kind of like half finished, but it feels intentional in that. Mm -hmm. And I think this chorus does a good job of like proving that um, thesis a little bit because it's like this is your anxiety. This is your angst Mm -hmm. and frustration And, you know, it's relatable to be like, I had to vent to my mom for like six hours straight about what you've done to me. And she's just like, it's for the best, honey. Like, please remember what an asshole he was. Like, please, let's just think about the bad stuff. And like, Mm -hmm. let's just let this out a little bit. Like, let's process this. (laughs) (laughs) Remind yourself, like remind myself the more I gave you'd want me less. Like, great wordsmith there, but also Mm -hmm. just like a really relatable feeling, especially for heterosexual relationships where it's like the guy's all about the chase and once you're like responsive it's like well you're being really needy like oh you're being really clingy like I just don't know if I want you I think that's true in all different sorts of relationships really whether it's heterosexual or homosexual or even friendship wise because I've had a few friends who are who are gay and they've had this situation I've had a few friends who you know are lesbians and I've had and they've had these situations too. It's like, okay, like what's going on? I just think it's the type of person you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just mean men tend to be worse at it, but you're right. Yeah. It's a universal issue. Um <laughs> it is truly. And I think that's a really like it it's easier said than done to like remind yourself like Ugh, this guy. And so the way that she unravels even from that reminder she's like oh but I cannot be your friend so I pay the price of what I lost and what it cost and it's sort of this like sadness to it almost and I don't know it's like she's still grappling with what it cost and if it was worth it and like did she lose just him or did she lose a part of herself Mm -hmm. and like that seems to be a major theme throughout 1989 as an album thinking of the liner notes like all of that this relationship or whatever was happening at the time of her life felt like confusing enough to her that she's like, you know, 10 months sober is, doesn't mean I still don't miss it. Like all this sort of language around like she's really grappling with like what what did I lose? What did it cost? And that has different answers at different times of the like grief stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like we mentioned last week, I think a lot of it is – they did break up and they did get back together. And so there, that was yeah. always, you know, I think that adds to the anxiety of it. Yeah. Are we going to get back together? No, yeah. this is over. Why <laughs> is it over? Why can't we do it again? Question. Um, <laughs> yeah, because then it kind of goes into this breathy sort of verse, I guess, where she says, what do you tell your friends we shared dinners long weekends with? Truth is I can't pretend it's platonic. It's just ended. And it's sort of this like fairy light, like, you know, it, it just like, it's funny to have it pair sandwiched between these really aggressive staccato, like almost mantra style. Like I told, I called my mom and she told me to get it off my chest. Like, I don't know. And this is the, this is the crux of it where she's like, mm-hmm. we had so much that we built together and she doesn't even know how he's feeling about losing that. It's just like, what do you tell him? Like, how do you explain this? Like, what is your version of events that I don't have control or understanding of? And like, I can't even pretend to be platonic or pretend to like still hang out with you or pretend we're friends. It's just 
it's ended and I have no access into this person who used to have so much access into me. Mm-hmm. I do wonder because she talks about like a camper tennis platonic, I cannot be your friend. Like, did he want it? Was was that one of his, uh, Yeah, I don't know what it's called, like to fall back on like, we can still be friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I just it just made yeah. me wonder because I've I've had a few guys who've broken up with me who have said I still want to be friends and have tried to come out as the good guy. Yeah, and would exactly. text me and say, "Hey, how's your day?" And I'd be like, yeah. "What? Why are you messaging me? Like, we can't what? be friends." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think a lot about that moment. I think it was after 1989 released, but they ended up in the same hotel lobby together, like mutual friends, ran into each other, and then he walked up to his friends, and she immediately was like like backed away, like visibly mm-hmm. uncomfortable wanting to avoid it. And that's what I think about a lot probably. Um, yeah. And just, yeah, it's always uncomfy figuring out how to navigate that, especially with yeah. the public eye on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then she goes into another chorus. So I call my mom. She said to get it off my chest, remind myself the way you faded till I left. I cannot be your friend. So I pay the price of what I lost and what it cost now that we don't talk. Yeah. Remind myself the way you faded till I left. I love that. I know. It's very out of the woods. Like the monsters turned out to be just trees. Yeah. And the sun came out you were looking at me. It's very much like I, I maybe say don't go, you mm. know. And I mentioned this last week, but I couldn't remember the line. But I think it said, I broke my own heart because you yes. wouldn't. It's you very were too much polite like to do it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think – and there's the – guys are definitely – are a lot like this. They they ghost. Where did that where did that come from? They ghost a lot because they don't want to be the get bad guy. So they yeah. they pull back. They they try to give you hints. But when all is said and done, pull off that band-aid. Like yeah. don't make them think that they're crazy. Like, oh, but he's he is texting me, not as much as he used to, but he, yeah. he is. So he does yeah. like me. You know, I just it just kind of makes me a little irksome towards Harry because I've been there. Yeah, it's yeah, it's very relatable. And that's why it's funny that she ends really aggressively and abruptly with this yes. like list of <laughs> 10 things I hate about you basically. <laughs> um, Cause she says, I don't have to pretend I like acid rock or that I'd like to be on a mega yacht with important men who think important thoughts. Guess maybe I am better off now that we don't talk. And the only way back to my dignity was to turn into a shrouded mystery. Just like I had been when you were chasing me, guess this is how it was to be now that we don't talk the, how it has to be now that we don't talk. Which is like, yeah, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, this is so Harry coded. He likes acid rock. They broke up. Mm-hmm. Like he was on a yacht with billionaires, like all of that, very literal. But I think it's also like proven through the TikTok trend, it's relatable that it's like we do all these things to like make partners happy. And then you get to kind of shed it as this like yeah. cleansing process. And it's like not totally fair because it's like, well, you did like those things at one point or like, you know, you could have been honest at that point. But either way, it's a relatable feeling to be like, these are the things you do that drive me crazy. And Mm -hmm. um, it's funny to picture her writing this similarly to how she wrote, like, I bet you think about me with your million-dollar couch. Like, Mm -hmm. she has a good time of, like, putting in those zingers. And also making – making her more relatable to her fans. Like, oh, yeah. I don't want to be on a mega yacht. I don't want a million dollar <laughs> couch. And it's like, yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. The the woman of the people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I like this sort of fading where she's like, the only way back to my dignity was to turn into a shrouded mystery. Like she's like, okay, fine. I'm not going to, I'm not going to trust people anymore. Like I'm not going to, I have to like go back to being the hard to get, like closed off, you know, everyone's talking about my dating life. So I'm just not going to date. And it becomes a sort of bittersweet, like collapsing. And I think that's what's compelling about the song. The music too is because it's just like, it starts off acidic and you're like, yeah, punching walls, you're having a good time. And then it's just like, you feel her diminishing and then it's just over. Like their relationship though, yeah. you know, very much so. It just like ended abruptly and she's like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> like there's there's that staccato, there, there's the, the angst, the, the relationship building, and then you have the chorus. Maybe that's when they broke up and then they get back together and it, it's, I don't know, Yeah, probably not. But no, that, that's, that's my take. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, yeah, it, it's interesting because, like, I really like it when it comes on, but then it ends and I'm like, wait, did I miss a part? Like, it, it still feels unfinished, but like I said, I think that's part of the intent. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree. Yeah. So it's a fun one. I, yeah. <laughs> that's really good, all I like I feel it. About it. <laughs> it's fun. It's nice. It's a good one. Um, and is it, yeah, I think a lot of people have mentioned how it does ring true for like lo- when you lose your ex, when you lose your best friend, like you suddenly mm-hmm. have a best friend breakup, which I think for women, especially they acknowledge as like sometimes harder than a, than a love breakup because it's like, I don't know, women just have a way of making these friendships that feel so eternal. And then when something happens and it's just like gone, you are left kind of like jolted and you're like wait a second and so when I listen to this song that's something I think a lot about and so obviously this is probably inspired by Harry enough to the point that she put a lot of easter eggs in there but it also just feels more like general in a way Mm -hmm. that I like maybe it's about Carly Kloss (laughs) Carly Kloss pre pre friendship (laughs) but she knew something was coming I mean Diana Agron they stopped hanging out go. right around this time. There you go. She cut her hair. Yeah, yeah. she did. She changed her icon literally on mm-hmm. on Tumblr. She was no longer her through the rabbit hole or whatever. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. does go. she like acid rock? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. Probably. Probably. Have to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. anyways. So would you change the song? For any song on 1989, do you think it belongs on the set list? Do you th- not set list the track list, or do you think it was kind of like, yep, let's take it off? I think the album is fine without it. Yeah, me too. Uh, Taylor of it all. What's the oh, lyric? Shoot. Um, I probably the I called my mom. She said to get it off my chest. It's like, mm-hmm. she's like, please, I can't listen to this anymore. Just go write a song about it. She's like, I yeah. hated him from the get-go. <laughs> girl. Like, she's I like, girl, it. I've been waiting. <laughs> I I love the the I love the lines right after she calls her mom. Remind yeah. myself the more I give, the more you'd want me less. And um remind myself the way you faded till I left. I love those two. Yeah. Those two lines. I feel like they're very there it is. Yeah. And then Easter egg, 
maybe you'd agree. I think the whole line about you grew your, grew your hair long, you got new icons <laughs> versus two Easter eggs. But what about you? I mean, that was the one that was funniest, but I do like the important men who think important thoughts and just this mm-hmm. idea of like, there's just a bro, there's a broiness that is very <laughs> relatable where it's like, if you don't care about the right things or talk about the right things, you're just stupid. And it's like, mm-hmm. sir, <laughs> calm down. You're in a boy band. Like, let's just relax <laughs> here. And then what would you give a song? What grade? I'd probably give it a B. I'd give it a B plus. Yeah. It's like not, it's, I think it's fun the way she plays with sound as a character in this. Like, it's short. It's simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then she hasn't sung this as an e- as a surprise song yet, I don't think. No, I don't think so. But it's coming around the corner. We yeah. That. Well, yeah. that's the theory is that there's only one rep song left that she hasn't done on the B-State as the acoustic set yet. Um, so they think the night she does that is going to be the night she announces reputation. <laughs> What song is it? I don't know. I I guess I would want to say, has she done Ready For It? I think she has. Maybe, no, because she just did Dancing With Our Hands Died. Songs, Taylor Surprise songs. Yeah, go to Wikipedia. So I'm trying to think. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in to our researching <laughs> session. I'm sure people are like are screaming at their phone. I know they're, they're like, like, "These idiots need to do their homework." I don't know. Where's like a master list? I haven't. So if you go to the Eras Tour Wikipedia page, you can scroll down all the way down, all the way down, and it's well. I guess it wouldn't be ready for it because she does that on set, so it would yeah. be. I don't – she did So It Goes, so it must be Dancing With Our Hands Tied. Okay. Let's see. There's a whole thing. So she has done – So It Goes was the last one that she did. Yeah. She did Dancing With Our Hands Tied oh. on the 19th. She, she did, did end game. She did – hold on, you guys. I am king of my heart because I was there. She did Dress. You guys, this is ridiculous. Hold on. I'm just like looking at all these ones. <laughs> I'm going to miss one. So you guys, if you if you know which one we're supposed to do. I've already done it. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I don't know. We'll look it up. I know. We'll post it's it. Just a lo- it's a lot we'll of songs it. that I'm going through right now. I know. It's so many. So anyways, that's what I heard. It fits into the like, I think the hundred day, 112 day theory would mean that this weekend – or next, I don't know when her next show is. Is it this I weekend? Think, I think it's this weekend. She's still in Brazil. Mm. So then I think this is the weekend where you find out if your 112-day theory is correct. So <laughs> I need to look up this 112-day theory. I know I've read it, but I forget. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Someone, someone yeah. did the math. <laughs> well, someone has done the math. Oh, I know. Ma'am. I mean, someone someone did the math. That's oh, yeah. what I'm saying. Not someone do the math. I'm like, someone did the, did the math. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, we'll have to report on that next week. 
Yeah, we will. We said we'd come back this week, and shockingly, we did. Mm -hmm. Despite all the flaws of Thanksgiving break, we are here. Um, You guys can always give us a lovely review. Go to iTunes, Apple Podcast, like us, rate us. That's how other people find us. If you guys have anything special to say to us, you can DM us on (laughs) Swiftish Podcast or email us, swiftishpodcast at gmail.com. But until next time, I'm Ashley. And I'm Shelby. And Taylor, have a great Thanksgiving with the Kelseys. <laughs> can't, can't wait to hear about it on the podcast. Yeah. Next profile.